Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Rick and Morty, which we'll be getting into today. I'm Dylan Heisen, and welcome to our panel discussion for this week's episode of Rick and Morty, uh, the Rick Lantis uh, mix-up uh, slash uh, spoiler alert. Uh, so tune out now if you've not seen, obviously, the episode um slash uh tales from the citadel so uh we will be getting into uh this uh, very notable episode of rick and morty much like we do every week here uh twice a week at the overly animated podcast you can search for overly animated rick and morty to subscribe to our rick and morty only itunes feed to not miss any rick and morty podcasts or or a general animation podcast so find our other shows that we talk about at overly animated.com uh check out our recap podcast uh that's uh, Delaney, Michelle, and I did earlier in the week for this episode. Um, but uh, other than that, we are get, let's get into our panel. We have four panelists here who will be answering our questions about this episode, and they will be graded arbitrarily on their responses. And we will see who uh, emerges victorious in the most meaningless title in all of podcasting. So, Woo! Um, I don't even win anything. Yeah, I feel like I think you guys should have been more offended at that. But okay, so oh. don't you want this? Come on, guys. So if, if anything, Rick and Morty has taught us that everything is meaningless. Yeah, that's true. It's in theme with this yeah. show, I think. It's more meaningful than the best than any animation category at the Emmys. Oh, that is true. Oh. Burn, yeah. <laughs> Kickstart doesn't win at this category, so hey. Yeah, let's throw the Emmys in there too. Anyway, so let's get let's get into things. Um, I think they've all talked, so you've at least heard them a little bit. But um, no, we'll, we'll jump right into the uh, the questions. So um, yeah, there they are. You guys say, I'll say hi quickly. Let's try that. Hi. Hi, everybody. One of you. Okay, that didn't work. Okay, so anyway, here's the first question. Um, what would you, the Rick Lantis mix up? Um, and by the way, I just want to say there's a lot of hype surrounding this episode. Don't feel beholden to agree with the opinions on the recap podcast. Just, just want to say that. Um, but if we all hate it, you don't even know it. Express so any I'm... opinions here and you will be graded according. Joke's on okay. you. Didn't listen to the recap. Sorry. <laughs> wow. Didn't either. Wow. Oh, my God. You think, you think they're, busy week. Okay. You think they're joking. Okay, anyway, so let's get into things. Uh, first of all, we have uh, April. Kyle, oh, I didn't say the question. What is your grade for this episode? Um, so A to F on whatever your grading scale is. Uh, a, yeah, what's your episode grade for the Rick Lantis mix-up? First is April Collins. Uh, a is for April, and that is the same grade that I'm giving this episode. <laughs> there was a lot going on, uh, a lot of different sort of storylines, I guess, to follow, um, but it worked very, very well. Also, called it, we did not go to Atlantis. Uh, <laughs> Rick and Morty might have, but we did not, and I just want to give myself a pat on the back for calling that. Look, if Thank I if I everyone. remember if I remembered who said that last podcast, <laughs> I might assign points, but I absolutely don't. So that's not happening. But yeah. Oh, it was me. Okay. You guys can all listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't verify. But uh, but yeah, this episode worked really really well, and I really enjoyed it. I loved all of the different interactions between the Ricks and the Mortys, and the craziness that was going on in the Citadel. Uh, so a from April. A from April. Okay. Uh, maybe is all, I'm expecting all your answers to start with A now, or else you lose points. Okay. So, um, Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see how, uh, when that'll be impossible. Yeah. So April, April goes first because she was our returning champion from two weeks ago or three weeks ago. I don't know. Anyway, um, she hadn't been on the, the previous one. So next up, uh, after a long return is, uh, John McKenna. John, uh, what's your episode grade for the Rick Lantis mix up? Hi, everybody. And. As much as I have been sort of regretting doing this because I really wanted to hold it, I cannot hold it in any longer. This one's an A. Uh, this Woo! was, it was, you know, maybe because I have a soft spot for a Tales of Boston Say episode of Avatar, but this one was just so well done. It was such a playful use of uh, just the number of Ricks and the number of Mortys and how they're able to make so many different characters on just two, basically two base characters and one voice. It was it was great. It, you have this great lead-in for hopefully we come back to the Citadel. The plot lines were all great. They all wove in together. Such a fun episode to watch. I love the surprise. I can't... It's it's difficult to find a reason why it's not an A, so I'm not going to. It's an A. It's an A. That's uh, two in a row now from our panelists giving an episode an A. Um, very... <laughs> we'll, we'll see if this trend continues. Um, okay, here is uh, Britt Griffin. What's your episode grade, uh, Britt? Hey! 
Oh, song. It was wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm Tim Duff. Um, <clears throat> it was amazing. I loved all the interactions. They essentially used like two like stereotype characters and made like a whole plot, like a whole world. It was amazing. And it was like the different facets of them all like amplified like the little things that we get and they were just like let's make this extreme morty's deep-seated resentment his like his empathy his all the other words i can't read what i wrote down but yes (laughs) and then all of like rick's things like each little like little facet of the personality that we've seen like kind of molded over the years just like amplified and i was all for it and it was really funny so, nice. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. that's three A's now. Um, Alex, another A name. Will you bring us home? Hello, <laughs> Alex Bonilla. Yes. Um, yeah. So, what were you uh, singing? Well, instead of "Hola," I was saying "Allo" because uh, to start with an A. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> according to your your rating system, but uh, yeah. So, a plug for our overly animated Patreon group. If you want to support us via Patreon, you will have access to that Facebook group. But there I wrote the three minutes into the episode, it was already the best episode of the season, just hitting the simple Rick gag. And by the time it was over, it just kept getting better and better somehow. So by the end, you guys have all just given normal A's, right? So I believe I'll be the hot taker here. A plus and best episode of the series. Whoa. Just amazing how how it manages to like have four different plot lines all be entertaining at the same time. And also how it works, so like it's so entertaining from the beginning, and then by the end, it just it, it manages to do a, do a huge build up, and then that twi- the twist at the end is even more amazing, just its execution, like the 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 music hit, hits hard, and like the amazing part is I actually didn't even rem- like at first when I watched it the whole well I guess we're going to spoilers right just for the entire episode oh yeah we're in there yeah so so <laughs> by by the time the evil Morty picture showed up like I had actually not even remembered that that or at least it hadn't come into my mind when I was watching this episode so like uh, even without that twist it was still an amazing episode and then just adding to that like ma- cemented it as just like the most Rick and Morty has ever done in an episode and be successful at all of it so a, a plus for me and that not, nothing has surpassed it. Well, if you, I mean, what do you mean nothing has surpassed it? It's the light, latest well, I mean, episode. Like, so, so, far, so far. Like, uh, uh, the, no other episode has been as. No, their episode has aired since the, you declared it the best episode. Okay. Um, also, yeah, yeah. So, I believe I've declared the scale as A to F. I don't know if an A plus is in, in play here. Um, <laughs> schools give A plus. My college did not give A pluses. I don't know. Um, Your college was I, a... get, I don't remember getting A pluses. <laughs> That's because Dylan went to real college. Yeah, well, also wouldn't have gotten A pluses. But other than that, yeah. So, there, uh, okay. Um, ignoring that slight oversight. Uh, yeah, so we'll be grading out of five on this. Um, everyone loved the episode. I'm sure there's um, a few listeners not happy that their opinion is not represented. But um, I don't know. I can't. I, I, I'm, Deal not, with it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not telling these people what to think. This is uh, Alex. Uh, Alex had the hottest take, so he'll get a five on this. Um, I like uh, uh, going going to the extreme here. And the rest of you had solid takes, but none of you uh, had that hot of take, so you get fours. Okay, um, there you go. But That's fine, I guess. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I don't like that. You got to shoot higher here. Come on. Okay, uh, for recency bias. <laughs> yeah. Also, recency bias might be a plan. Um, Alex, uh, may you may or may not lose a bonus, but we've been covering BoJack Horseman here, and we have not gotten to this episode yet. But the second to last episode of the season of the season of BoJack Horseman oh. is this episode better? Ah, uh, this, this is a these hard are two choice. of the best TV episodes of the year. So yes, far. De- definitely. Yeah. Uh, I think. Okay. It's quicker because no one cares that they're listening to us. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I, I, I think I want to lean towards this one just like in how consistently mm. funny it is. Like in entertainment value, this one is the best yeah. by far. The other one I think works better with emotional depth. And it depends on what you're looking for in an, an, yeah. in an animated very, show. Very but... representative of their respective shows. Yes. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Bojack. I, I lean slightly toward Rick and Morty. I think I'm with you on that, but we'll see. Um, yeah. Bojack Horseman coverage at overlyanimated.com. Okay. So let's get into <laughs> our uh, second, uh, uh, very relevant, um, the two best uh, adult animated shows on TV on air right now. Definitely. So this is pretty great. Um, the second question here, uh, which is, who was your favorite Morty 
of the episode. So obviously I'll ask about your favorite Rick later, but there are at least a lot of Mortys, not as many as Rick's, um, but you need to pick a favorite. So who is your favorite Morty? Please don't repeat an answer that someone previous said. There's a lot of options here. Okay. John, <laughs> John you're first up. Uh, I'm going to go with Slick Morty. Mostly because it was a great sort of play on the overly dramatic type. And I'm a big Stand By Me fan. It's one of my favorite movies. So I loved how he was the walking, the River Phoenix character. Mm. I hope I got the right Phoenix. But it was, <laughs> I love how it's like he's being this over dramatic. They say, dude, what's wrong? He's like, I'm an experimental Morty. I was meant to be dramatic. And I make everybody sad. And I'm a little boring. And then he just, and, he, and of course, in dramatic fashion, he throws himself into the wishing portal, hoping that, you know, the world changes and, and all that so i i just i loved how they made it so tropey and it was still hilarious even though it wasn't supposed to be so i gotta go with slick morty on this one slick morty strong choice okay uh brit who is your favorite morty my favorite morty was angry cop morty okay cop morty yes <laughs> he was so much fun he's like who gives a fuck and he just like shoves his gun in people's mouths and he was just all around like really terrible and i liked his little like manipulative like scene at the end or the end yeah at the end with rick where he's like pretending to be like doing normal quote quote morty things like i just want to be a normal kid and go home and masturbate then he like shoots the guy and then he turns around and shoots rick but rick's like nope yeah, very great. He was just like all around terrible, but he was like fun terrible. So I I enjoyed it. Nice. Okay, Cop Morty there from Brit. Yeah, that scene very interesting. Um, okay, uh, Alex, who you're up? Who's your favorite Morty? Uh, am, am I penalized for choosing a Morty here? <laughs> uh, look, you're on thin. You're still on thin ice here. Uh, you really, you, it, your answer will. There's a there, Alex. I'll say this. There's a way not to choose a Morty, but I'll leave that up to you. Okay. Uh, I know what okay. it is, and I almost picked it. Uh, <laughs> I left it open for I you. You better use uh, it. <laughs> okay, I, I think I realized too. But yeah, I, I, I'll take the obvious answer here. It is presidential candidate Morty, later revealed to be evil Morty. Just the the way that like his speech is in such a way that like it it reveals so many feelings that like we've seen with, from Norm our Morty in the past of just like the how Rick treats Morty, and here. He expands it to the entire citadel and somehow also gets like other Ricks on his side. The, the way he treats his campaign manager in su- such a slick way. And like the fact that I somehow be- uh, believe that he was just like a normal Morty who was fed up with the system uh, all the way up to the, uh, to that twist where it ends up being that we've seen this Morty before. But like somehow he's, he convinced me that this would be a believable path for a Morty to take. Mm. Uh, all, but also being able to manipulate everyone in in such a like an, an amazing sub sub key way, like it just uh, he he was amazing in this episode, and uh, uh, he was my, he was my favorite. Uh, great climax. Okay, evil Morty. Uh, it fell to number three. That's a, that's a good spot there. Okay, April, <laughs> who's your favorite Morty? Um, cowboy Mo- Morty. Yeah. All he did was <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> duh everybody. He just has a cowboy hat on and some guns and he's just dancing. <laughs> he's not even doing anything like cowboy like. He's just dancing there and then whenever uh he everyone starts shooting, he's like, These are just props, these are just props. And I, the first time I watched it, I was like why is he saying that? I don't understand. And then on my second watch, I was like, oh, he's got toy guns. That's so cute. He thinks that they're going to shoot him. <laughs> and then he, he just delivers like that classic, like, all right, well, I'm going to mosey on out of here. Bye. Yes. <laughs> Best 40. <laughs> yes. You, did, you, did, you said all of the interactions that Morty had in the episode, but still very notable. Um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. These are all good choices. Five points all around here. Obviously, even Morty's the right answer, but um, there's these these are all good choices. Not no love for Big Morty. Um, I, I do want to give honorable mention to Campaign Manager Morty. I, okay. I liked him because he seemed like the most normal Morty of all of them, but also like the one that I, I could relate to. Like he he knows something's up. Yeah. And uh, so like he, he was a, he was a good character in this episode too. Uh, he was the only Morty that I rooted for. What, if, so what about what about the K twenty twos Morty from the very beginning of the episode? He was so nice. It. He waved. It was, he was so nice. Yeah. And then my favorite part is they like nah, literally tell him. They literally tell him like, 
oh yeah, we're the ones who destroyed the Citadel. And he's like, oh, well then you'll be glad to know that the <laughs> yeah. Citadel is no longer there. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he, could be, he could be like Pleasant Morty. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, what an adorable idiot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really like him. Also, Fat Morty, Liz's Morty, and Glasses, Mor- Glasses Morty. No, not chosen. He's here. left-handed Morty. Okay, left-handed Morty. Right. <laughs> he Sorry. thought he was left-handed Morty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, um, I might have picked Glasses Morty here just for the absurdity. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Five points all around. Good answers. Let's get into the funniest line of the episode. Um, I think Brit's up first here. My favorite line of the episode is when the little Mortys get caught and they throw their hands like the kids Mortys, like Glasses Morty and Left-Handed Morty and like Morty and that one other Morty, Lizard Morty. And one of them goes, hell, hell, holy hell, oh, hell, hell. He just like says it (laughs) a bunch of times. It's not very clever, but it was very Morty and I deeply enjoyed it. Dylan. Yeah. That's why I picked it. Okay. I feel like you're already anticipating me taking off points, but I haven't said anything yet. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it, was, it was simple. You usually like the big line, yeah, but it true. was still my favorite. Yeah. Very, it is a very Morty line. Yeah. That's the, in the Mortiest group with the four kid Mortys. Okay. Um, interesting choice <laughs> yes. there. Alex, you're up. What's the funniest line of the episode? So when we cut to the debate happening, uh, General Rick, more lasers. Uh, moderator, you have more time to offer your opinion, and then just dead silence. <laughs> Doesn't matter what the question is, that's the answer. Yeah. More, more lasers. <laughs> yeah, uh, they they get. He was ahead in the polls. Was he? Was he the? I don't remember. The, mm-hmm. Okay, I'll, I'll, yeah. He had thirty-seven. Everyone's twenty-one. Yeah, the general leading it. Um, yeah, they gave that time, that joke time to land. I think that was uh, well done. Okay, April, uh, funniest line of the episode. Oh, whenever Cop Morty and Cop Rick were in the car, and those like Morty protesters walk by the car, and Cop Morty goes, "They're more riled up than seeing Jessica dressed up on picture day." <laughs> <laughs> it just tickled me so much that that was like the way that he would describe it in such a way that Rick would understand like <laughs> but also because he's a Morty so he should understand his own kind but then it, it but like even before that whatever the one Morty like hops on the wood on the hood and he's like uh Mortys are human too and I was like well no duh <laughs> idiot <laughs> Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. The, more more riled up than seeing Jessica dressed up on yeah, picture day. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Strong one there. Um. Last, uh, John. I hope. I wish incest porn would have more mainstream appeal. <laughs> Very timely joke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why it was just so ridiculous. It's like at first you would think it would come from you know a glasses wearing Morty, but then again, if you think about it, if they're all sort of variations of Morty. He is a teenager. And let's assume this guy watches Game of Thrones. All he had to do was really just hop over to Earth and he'd have all the incest porn he could possibly want. So Maybe he's talking like... about incest porn with his own sister. Uh, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, that's uh, okay, we're not getting into that, but that is the question. Is he, is he, does he mean in general or for... What, what, if it's a, what, no, what if it's a Morty and a Morty? Uh, the creepy oh yeah, I guess Morty I, was already a place. We saw it. Yeah, let's get into the, uh, what the what different dimensions mean for this. Uh, this, yeah, okay, no, um, okay. Uh, John had the. What if there was a female Morty and then a Morty and a Morty had a baby? Yeah, I think there is a female Morty in one of these episodes. So. Yeah, no, there was. Yeah. There was. It actually was a Mabel Morty and it was a Dipper Morty. Yeah, yeah, they there was do- a Mabel Morty. Yeah. <laughs> Gravity Falls. It's I forgot about that. A lot of great Gravity Falls background eggs. Yeah, so. Um, in in risk of getting into this deeper, we'll we'll cut it off here. Um, John has the John had the funniest line uh, out of the four you said. That's definitely five points. So I feel bad taking out points on this question, but I will justify it by saying this says funniest line, not favorite line. Um, so I feel and obviously it's subjective. Uh, this is dumb grading, but I'm gonna give. I thought it was I'm gonna give. Yeah, I guess to, to us it's the same thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna give yeah. Britta three, yeah. Alex a th- uh, three, and then because they weren't that. Fu- I mean, I think Alex is funny. It's not the funniest line of the episode. And then April, no, it's the funniest. Okay, just go. April okay. gets a four because you picked a very funny line. I think you got the line wrong though. So look up. We got. We got to look up the, the. I'm gonna Google it. Yeah. So I no, I have it here. Um, let me see if I can. 
I can uh, get it up here. Yeah, the election got these yellow shirts more riled up than a picture J. Jessica. So get get oh, come on, get the exact it. line. Okay, so um, but that is that, that is one of the funniest lines of the episode. Okay, so I'll calculate the scores <laughs> as we go through. But that's uh, five John, four April, three Bert, three Alex. So next is next question is what which satirical plot line uh, worked the best for you? Um, they're all you could argue they're like just more satirical based on movies than like what they're parodying themselves first we have the cop plot line training day ish um we have the kids plot line stand by me uh the factory worker one i don't i don't know if, i don't have exact movie comp for that but there's a lot of them or the uh politician uh one uh, I, for, I forgot the movie that one is doing also very house of cards in so uh which of these five plans work the best you i'll say cut the politician one off before we get into any of the evil morty stuff so try to base it on its own before the twist um let's uh start here with alex okay um I, uh, yeah, I think I still go with the politician one, even if we cut off the evil Morty stuff, because just the, it's very interesting to see how like the Morty dynamic has gotten to a point where there is this Morty who is willing to upend the system, right? Uh, he he gives this amazing speech where like they teach Mortys we're all the same because they fear what makes us unique, and it, you you get that hammered home in like the school segment where, he's, where the teacher Rich teacher Rick is teaching them to, uh, all to say, say the same things and all. And, uh, and also just seeing how he rises through the ranks in confidence, is able to use his manipulation, like with the, the fake assassination, it seems that he knew that he, as a Morty he would mess it up and all. So And him exerting his power at the end, uh, getting all the Ricks together just to, ki- <clears throat> just to kill them off, uh, giving that amazing non-speech <laughs> as the music swells. Uh, I, I think all in all, that one was the most uh, in- interesting plotline to watch develop and definitely the most uh, satisfying to see its conclusion. Okay, um, so one vote for the politician plotline there. That is that is consistent with what you said previously, so um, answer accepted. Um, April, what is your, uh, which, which of these four worked the best for you? I enjoyed the training day cops uh, plotline just because, like, you see... Uh, that cop Morty was more so like in a Rick kind of role. Uh, ha, get it. Um, but, uh, <laughs> sorry, I locked it myself. Um, was it but, intentional? Uh, <laughs> points, points no, are on really the line. Wasn't. Here. Okay, good. <laughs> no, it was not intentional. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, I like because he's like more Rick than the cop Rick is. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's just Morty's killing Morty's out here. Like, it's like it's an everyday thing and i also like that there's like this whole like underground like morty society that exists on the citadel and i couldn't imagine that like actually being allowed by ricks like to let morty's like group up like that even if they are without a rick i feel i feel like they would have found a better way to dispose of them than just letting them still exist on the citadel so that's my favorite one and i i enjoyed like how in the end he he ends up killing cop Morty because he's a dirty cop. Like, <laughs> and then he's like, Oh, it's just a Rick killing Morty's out here. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Nice. Okay. So <laughs> totally normal. Yeah. Like it's a normal thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's just, that's just the way the world works. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one vote for cops, uh, one vote for a politician plotline. What say you, John? Um, I gotta go with actually the factory plotline. I know I spoke a lot about the Stand By Me one, but this one, what, I felt like this one was a little bit better because I, you kind of marry it a little bit with the with the with the political line where he said, you know, where Ricks work for a fraction of what their bosses pay despite having the same IQ, and it, you could sort of understand that in the uh, the worker that eventually took everybody hostage. I mean, he is still a Rick, and his job is to put wafers together. You think like. Anyone with Rick's level internet would be driven completely bonkers that that's his job. So it makes sense that he would eventually try and capture a hostage try to, and try to get off this plan because he knows he can do better in almost any other universe in any other place other than the Citadel. And, and then it sort of – and then he sort of realized that he is a Rick. They tried the, the trick with the, uh, the portal guns, the blender dimension. He sends simple Rick through it and he goes – it's the oldest trick in a book. I'm a Rick. Do you really think that would have fooled me? And then they realize, well, you just gave up your leverage. And he winds up running the whole shop because, you know, Rick the third shows up and gives him that, gives him his freedom by shooting him in the back of the head. And he winds up live. 
and he winds up becoming the new simple Rick. So it's sort of funny at the same time. You think he's gonna things are gonna work well for him, but then you know he just up and dies at the end, which is both very dark and very grisly, but also very funny that that's the way it ends. He becomes the new uh, stuck in a trance Rick who winds up selling all the wafers. Yes. Yeah, definitely loving Simple Rick. I'm sure we'll have more about that in a second. So uh, one vote for everything except the Stand By Me plotline. Britt, what's your choice here? My choice is going to be the same as April's, The Training Day Cops. It had my favorite Morty in it. The Rick and Morty dynamic in that one was particularly interesting, especially the dichotomy and how they played off of each other. Moy is a fan of characters who we who do that. And then we had like the greatest amount of time spent with them. We saw them, you know, the most of like what their world was like in the Citadel. If you only have two types of people in the world, essentially like what happens. And I feel like the rest of the episode without this plot line would not have worked mm. as well. Like the political the politician plot line doesn't work really without this one because you don't really understand the day-to-day social aspects of this world. Like, what happens when you graduate the kid's school and you don't get a Rick? This is what happens to you. And then you don't understand the political one if you don't have this one because you don't really understand what's at stake for the people who are voting or the Mortys who are voting. Some of the Ricks do. And then the factory worker, if you get, like, the work side of what happens if you're not like uppity up in this society. But I also liked the um, commentary on cops and violence and like, like this is obviously mirroring like a black neighborhood and like a black cop who yes didn't th- like thought he was above the law and didn't like his own people. So I was like, ooh. Yeah, getting to some serious Rick and Morty, yeah. you getting, <laughs> you're laying it down thick. Yeah. That was definitely my favorite. Okay. So. okay. Uh, there you go. So no votes, no votes for the, the kids. Sad. But that is, that is, mm. that is the weakest one. Um, so uh, good answers all around here. Um, uh, April and John get fours because I could do with less telling me exactly what happened in the plot line. Uh, more analysis, less recap. That's my motto here. Um, Alex gets a five. I don't even remember. It was too long ago, but I'm going to assume it was good. And um, <laughs> Brick, good assumption. Good assumption. Brick gets a six, actually. I really like that answer. Um, that was the best analysis we got into. I think that none of the others work without that one. I feel like that's the way to approach that question. Well, so. I, actually, I, I just want to add, I think the, the genius of this episode is that all the yes, plot lines yes. are related to each other because I think you could twi- turn that too, that the cops plot line doesn't work as well without the other uh, plot lines as well because you need the politics one to sh- show you like with, with the cops just how the system works, how the Rick and Morty's interact. No, because he talks they about all, like these Morty's well. don't have a Rick, so they just like don't have a sidekick to kick so they just start kicking and like all of morty's like bad personality traits just like i think the factory one would have worked okay by itself they just wouldn't be as funny but would that be like then the reverse of like oh well these are the ricks who don't have morty's kind of thing so this is a large this is a larger debate but um i think it's at least yeah i think it's at least a good rebuttal here from alex that would have been my rebuttal um so i'm gonna give alex a point for really um i'm not i'm not saying either one of you is right or wrong but that is that's the (laughs) that's the next uh that would be the next uh like the counterpoint to what bert was saying but i still think it's a great point on its own for bert okay so yeah um before that round, uh, John was winning, but then we're adding po- numbers, and I'm going to add while you're talking. So we'll see what's happening uh, after, after the next <laughs> one. Um, what is the funniest gag of the episode here? Um, this is going to heavily depend on who I call on first. Who went first last time? It was Alex, I think. Yeah. So April, you're up first. What, who's the funniest, what was the funniest gag of the episode? My fun- the funniest gag to me was that anyone who cares about what's happening in the Citadel is an idiot funniest gag because they start off the episode with that and then the entire episode is exactly what's going on in the citadel and then even at the end in the end like bit they're like eh, and uh, rick's like i still don't care what was going on in the citadel because it doesn't directly ref- like like it doesn't direct like directly impact our lives and i was like oh cool thank you for calling me an idiot because i cared what was going on in the citadel while you showed me what was going on in the citadel so bravo to you gentlemen bravo 
Okay. Yeah, I feel like um, I feel like it, you're talking it, about like the setup of the episode with like the framing device. Yeah. And if I may add, the conclusion is funnier because actually the way Rick says it is this will never have an impact on me, even though yeah. with the evil Morty thing, it's made so that it, it's made in such a way that you are led to believe this is going to have an impact. So I think that's what makes it funnier at the end. <laughs> like you yeah. would think that, well, and you would think that he would be more interested in the fact that the Citadel is trying to rebuild itself. Like you just spent all that time destroying it. Why wouldn't you like care that they're trying to like rebuild wouldn't you want to go back in and just like continue to destroy it so that you don't have to deal with it anymore it what's just... a mermaid puss <laughs> oh yeah i was gonna say yeah Wait, that's more important <laughs> okay come on come on Obviously, someone might cite that someone might cite that week. later come on okay so there, there you go so april uh saying that line in the beginning and the framing device are out yeah okay it's got it um next up is john what's your funniest gag of the episode I think it's the new. I think it's the newscasters, the Rick D something something A and B. Well, first off, just that whole first off the whole setup. It is. It's basically if Rick was a newscaster in real life, I want him to narrate my whole. I want him to narrate my life if that's gonna be the way he does it. It's like it's the Citadel morning news. It's the news of the morning the Citadel self explanatory. And then they're doing and the, specifically the part where they're where they're telling the story about how the more uh, how candidate Morty is running his campaign. And they're not taking him seriously because why would you take a Morty seriously? It's ridiculous. But he's like, and there is this speech. Man, God, he looked man. What a jackass uh, he's saying. Oh, I'm going to lose this race. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, look how adorable he is. He's not going to win. But look how adorable he is. it's 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 hilarious. Just because it reminded me of the Council of Ricks in the first episode where they're going. It's not fair. You have no rights. And that's not a lawyer. He's just there for fun. It, even yeah. in the beginning, you still think, oh, Morty's are just here for fun. And the newscasters are and the newscasters are bringing that back. Obviously, we know what ha- obviously we know what happens in the end. But it was still I just love how the I just love the gags was there it was still it's the rickiest newscasts ever. And it was still great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... The Dick newscasters, basically, the AKA Rick. Yeah, same thing. So there you go. Yeah, that's that's a good one there. Okay, Britt, uh, funniest gag of the episode. My favorite gag was of the episode. It's the one where they use the burp in the street name. Where it was like Robert Fifth and uh, Avenue. Yes, <laughs> that was my favorite. Wow. Okay, that was strong. Good use of good use of Rick's belt as a name. Yeah, I forgot to mention that on the recap podcast. I, yeah, that was, that was very good. Um, yeah. Definitely getting points for the burp. Okay. Um, <laughs> Alex, uh, what's your funniest gag of the episode? Uh, my most audible reaction was when Rick D. Sanchez III showed up. Like in the in the factory, it's all normal workaday people, and then just this Rick in a purple jacket and top hat shows out of nowhere, and it's like, wait, did this just turn to a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory fanfic? <laughs> And he, he goes through the whole, oh, you've been deemed worthy. You were, uh, you've been working here for 15 years. How have we not done something with you? And you're led to believe, oh, okay, yay, it's going to end up happy for this guy after all. And it just shoots him in the back of the head and turns him into a new simple Rick. It's just how ridiculous that character, in this world of ridiculous characters, is just a dude showing up in a top hat and turning this into a candy fa- factory. Like that, that, that was just amazing, but that little aside. <laughs> Okay, this is the most flabbergasted I've been by our panel here in the history of this panel, and it's storied seven <laughs> weeks. Um, <laughs> this is the storied panel. Are, like, are you? This was handed to you, Alex. It was handed to each of you consecutively. You could have gotten a solid ten points on this answer if you just said "Simple Ricks," one of the funniest gags in the history of the show. None of you said "Simple Rick." Well, there was much more funnier gags in this what? episode. No, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Well, we kept thinking, I think what I was like, no, someone's totally else going to say that before me, so I'm going to pick something else. I, can, and yeah, then... I think you guys outthink yourselves yeah, on this. I apologize for remaining original and creative no one said in my the answer. answers, as no. was expected no of me. By the also, way, cookies like, aren't that funny. It's the cookie jug. Woo! <laughs> also, slow Rick, tall Morty. That's a funnier gag too. Just <laughs> did I did I graduate I, yet? Alex, you <laughs> said <laughs> yourself funny. when Simple Rick came on, and the oh my god. Um, <laughs> well, no, look, Simple Rick is emotional for sure, and I think it's a great Yikes. part of the episode. But it's not funny enough, I, and that, that's what makes I it good. Have, yeah. I heavily disagree oh, on this. Rick loves Beth. Cool. We already knew this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, you guys are. Come on, don't. You're you're losing points here. Um, this is this is not good. 
Uh, yeah, Simple Ricks is a <laughs> Simple Ricks is a top five we gag in history of the show. Been. I know, I know, I'm not grading based on what I think, but sometimes the answer is so obvious. Um, so I don't, I don't know about that. April, I was going to give a four, but I'll give a three after that. Last, last, last. That's line. fine. <laughs> she's like, she's like, it was worth it. Um, she drank a can of soda just for this joke. You got to give her a little more. No, that was Brit. That was Brit. Uh, oh yeah, Brit did. Yeah. That was. Don't oh, worry, Brit's getting her due. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Britt's getting a six. Yeah. For, for the burp. Yeah. Okay. Um, John said, I don't even remember what you said. I have five written down. The new, the newscasters. Yeah. I did like the yeah. newscasters, but you're losing a point because you didn't say simple, Rick. Four. Um, <laughs> Alex gets a, uh, I don't even know what to do for this one. Um, like I agree that character is good, but I, I, and he is a gag, basically. There's no he's depth. Basically he's basically a gag. A joke. Yeah. I'll give a three to you. I won't be that hard. Okay. Just the just saying simple ricks isn't funny. Come on. What are you talking about? Okay. Let us know in the comments uh, if you agree with me or our panels here because I need to know. Okay. So <laughs> he needs to be validated. Can you please do yeah. that? <laughs> uh, Britt's definitely in he- ahead after that answer. So let's continue. If it makes you feel any better, simple Rick is the most layered piece of humor in the episode. Not necessarily. I, la- I will say I laughed harder during both Simple Ricks than I did for anything else on the episode. So I'm I'm defending every aspect of, of my claim here. It's the funny, it's the smartest, the most layered, and the funniest. Okay. Anyway, let's continue. Um, I also <laughs> will say no one said mermaid puss for favorite line or gag. I think that would have qualified for either and would have been very good. So um, no no mermaid puss. I mean, come on. Uh, so let's let's continue here. Um, who is your favorite Rick of the episode? We had your favorite Morty. There are a lot of answer, a lot of options for Rick. There's like four lines of options here on my on my <laughs> paragraph of rick's eligible so um let's uh get into this uh john you're up first who's your favorite rick i'm i'm gonna cause chaos by saying cop rick i know that's i know i probably took off one name right off the bat but here's the reason why i picked cop rick he was probably the most morty of any rick we've seen and he's partnered with a morty who's the most rick we've ever seen because here's the thing when was the last time we ever heard of uh, any Rick, our Rick, a Citadel Rick, a Council Rick, ever worry about stuff like departmental codes, not being offensive to Mortys, not wanting to do everything by the book? When have we ever seen that? It was such a unusual contrast to what we would normally think. We would never think that if any one of those guys is going to be the corrupt one who's going to take the money from the gangster in an effort to look away and just, you know, put their gun in any Morty's mouth, you wouldn't think it's going to be the Morty. So having that in there and knowing that in this whole season, it's been about Morty sort of steadily becoming more self-aware and standing up more to Rick. And we ha- just came off an episode where Rick was a bit more plate placid and a bit more easygoing. It just made things, a- it definitely made it a little more interesting to see a Rick in almost the secondary subservient role for a change, which has never been done before in the show and probably is never going to happen again. That's why I thought it was so interesting. And that's why I'm picking him. Okay. That's an interesting choice. I didn't expect cop Rick to get picked, but that was good uh, reasoning there. Um, Britt, who's your favorite Rick of the episode? My favorite Rick of the episode is the um, Morty town loco Rick. Who Dr- the druggy Rick. The druggy yeah. Rick, who's like <laughs> basically a meth shop dealer, whatever you want to call yeah. it, and his math was wrong because his portal, <laughs> his um homemade portal gin juice didn't work, and he just basically like burns up. <laughs> but also, like he basically just leaves, is going to leave his mornings and run from the crops. But my other part is when he says, "You're going to lick my balls," and he says, "Shit, if you put down this <laughs> shit, grandson, <laughs> if you keep peeling scrubs, grams, I'll lick whatever ain't nailed down." <laughs> Yeah. And his, he has no sleeves. He's literally wearing like a wife beater and has greasy hair. And he's just was funny. Okay. And I live in <laughs> I lived in Arkansas, so I thought it was extra funny. Okay. Like, okay, that's good. <laughs> and it was like it was like the lowest low brow I've ever seen Rick go. And this is where we get all the hate mail from Little Rock. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Going for the kill. Okay. So <laughs> there's Spritzer's thoughts that we're Druggy Rick. I don't, I don't know what his official name is, but I've been calling him Druggy Rick. Um, let's uh, go next to Alex. Who is your favorite Rick of the episode? 
Um, as a character, I quite enjoyed Factory Worker, Rick. Just from the very beginning, he's introduced. You, you see the new director being introduced. Uh, he, he, he has a little smile on his face because later you find out he's been working there for 15 years. So he probably expected something. Then he gets ignored when he wants to ask a question. So it's just uh, it represents well the, the drudgery of work, especially considering for a Rick who's not who's not used to this kind of thing. Then just seeing how he breaks down and how they juxtapose his his activity with the Morty speech, like making Ricks do these things that they're not meant to be doing, but because they bought into this whole Citadel system. And uh, also his interactions with the with the SWAT team is great. Uh, I, I think he lets out another candidate for funniest line, a portal to the blender dimension. Well, come on, that's the oldest trick in the book. Mm. So uh, I enjoyed that part. And then just like the, his ending is uh, almost sad in a way, the fact that he just ends up getting used by the system after all those years of service, uh, he, he ends up getting turned into the simple into the simple Rick. Just so all in all, I think his character arc is the most uh, uh, emotional to watch in a way. Okay, what is his uh, identification number? Hmm? What's what Rick? What Rick? What's uh, letter numbers? What is it? Does he have oh, an identification okay, okay. number? Losing a point. J twenty two. Come on. Okay. J twenty two. We got April. April. Who is your <laughs> April? Who's your favorite Rick of the um, episode? My favorite Rick was D seven one six, the uh, newscaster Rick, because uh, I really enjoy them. Like you know, bringing home the what is it, the disdain for Morty, and that Mortys are up beneath them. But I also enjoy that, like he calls D seven one six B. I don't remember, like an asshole or something like that. And then, like. <laughs> And then he does this. They do the same thing with D seven one six C, and I was just like, okay, if those other two have B and C, then they must have come from you somehow. And for you to hate your own creations is just hilarious. Like you hate yourself that much. Got it? Mm. Like it. It kind of like honed in that like Rick hates himself kind of thing, and a, a very small like like taste, a sprinkle of it, if you will. So interesting. Plus. Uh, Plus, I like how they just, uh, you know, ragged on uh, politician Morty or evil Morty, as we also know him. Yeah. Uh, April's <laughs> like, I heard uh, you lost points for the ID number. I've, I'm coming prepared. So, uh, April's. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what they're identified yeah, they are, they are as. Yeah, they're more clearly identified. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like that interpretation of uh, of him, th- those being creations of him. I think it also could just be alternate reality versions of them. But, um, yeah, not clear. So, but it, no. I, I, it's an, it's an interesting interpretation. Okay, um, uh, all of you got five points except Alex, who lost a point on the ID number. Okay, so um, Britt <laughs> Brit is in the lead heading into. Um, see, Andy's not here, so someone someone has to get the get the the, the beating on this. Uh, all of you, Britt is in the lead heading into um, the weakest part of the episode. Everyone gave it an A, so um, this is gonna be a tough one. What is the weakest part? of the episode Britt you're up first the weakest part of the episode in my opinion is when all the kids are standing around the wishing portal and they're like they're wishing for things and none of them wish for anything good and I was really disappointed because Morty has like moments of depth and we saw none of that except for in Sass Rick when he threw himself in like incest porn, it was funny, but mm. lizard, he just wished for something better than a stupid surfer necklace, and then fat Morty just wished for infinite sandwiches. Like this is supposed to be like the climax of their um arc. Yeah. And it was kind of fell flat. Like I was like, okay, what do these Mortys like want? What is their ultimate, you know, drivers in life is their mortiness? And all we got was sandwiches porn and a dumb neck probably pretty accurate for <laughs> and nihilism ones, yeah and yeah, nihilism that's true okay so uh the uh trash dump uh wishing well seen uh, for brit alex what's your weakest part of the episode um it's also the stand by me kids plot uh, plot um part, uh, for me the, the part that fell most flat was when they're uh, around the campfire like there was nothing really memorable that stuck out of there the drama implant i mean it it, it didn't really work for me the the veg the vegetable line was good the, the whole like if if you're left handed you should use that to eat more vegetables but other than that it's just yeah I know what it was trying to go for like the Mortys like trying to look for their purpose uh, 
like are or like what they want in life they're not sure yet but it's not really that entertaining and it just uh, it just feels that's the only part of the episode that drags even a little in this episode okay the uh the campfire scene similar answers april weakest part of the episode so you guys will probably all hate me, but I did not enjoy that the setup for the evil Morty reveal was very reminiscent of the very first episode where evil Morty became a thing. I thought that was like, they just like reused the idea that they had before because in the the first episode with evil Morty, he was just like there. He was just another Morty. Um, and then like at the end of it, they're like, oh, he's evil. And they play the music and he disappears into the crowd. And I was like, oh, and then as we were going on, it was the, almost the exact same thing. It was just like, oh, at the very end of the episode, we reveal that it's evil Morty, but no one else knows. And it's, his identity disappears. And I was like, really? Like y'all are, y'all can do better than this. Like what is wrong with you? Mm, so, wow. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Is it the tip? Is it the tipping off? Did you like the tipping off with the uh, the song for the damage coda? Did you? Is is that part of it? I I I I liked that they reused that, but because that's kind of his theme. But I but like the whole like oh we reveal it at the end and then like it was just very reminiscent of that first episode, and I felt that it, they could have done it in a different way that wouldn't have felt that they recycled the same episode over. Mm-hmm interesting i've never th- i haven't thought about it like that but um yeah I'm, I'm just confused what's actually the same because i feel like these are very different circumstances i mean it's kind of it is kind of the same reveal uh kind of building like, up to a sinister we... evil morty reveal in both episodes that is kind of true it's yeah. like they both had the fade they both had to fade out and there really wasn't the lead up to bring uh evil morty back in sort of Sort of, yeah. I mean, like, See, like I, I think this did the build up a lot better than the first episode because now, once you have the reveal, you can look back and you can see the signs. Whereas in the first episode, I feel like you didn't really get a, a big look at Morty before the reveal. So, at least, I, if it is a recycle, it's definitely an improvement at the very least. Well, yeah, no, it's definitely an improvement, but it just felt very reminiscent of that that first episode. And I was like, like, because, you know, in that first episode, he's just a, another Morty. And then in this one, it's just, oh, he's politician Morty. And I mean, I guess he found, like, an identity. But even still, like, they never really said, like, oh, has he always been politician Morty? Or was he just a regular, like, run-of-the-mill Morty who decided to run for politics? Like, and I know that's getting a little bit deeper than, you know, this whole show. But it just it just felt very, like, it felt almost too similar. Like, especially upon watching it over again, I was just like, oh, like, you, you did this kind of already mm, before yeah. with Evil Morty. And, I mean, we kind of went, we went somewhere else with it, but, like... That's it. Yeah, so. yeah. In in the first time, the first time it's on the it's in the episode in the season one. I think it's more of like, just like a little fun throw in at the end that isn't really meant to uh, like predicate the entire episode around it. And this time, it's the whole episode is building toward it. Um, but it is done in a similar way. Okay, uh, well defended at the very least. John, what's your uh, least favorite week? What's your weakest part of the episode? Uh, I mean, I gave it a day, so it's kind of a nitpick for me, but. And I and here's the thing. This is one of those things I would never hear. But I was never thought I would hear myself say, like if you told me this two years ago. But I kind of wish this was the only voice we heard in this whole episode was Justin Roiland. Like maybe instead of having uh, Jeff Green do the uh, do the advertising voiceover and have Beth's voice, you had maybe Roiland do maybe one more voice because I thought he did so well in this episode, just his solo work. So maybe to have him go all the way through would have been even cooler just because he's rick he's more he could have been every character very easily and i and again why i'm surprised at this is because when i first heard his voice it was as the earl of lemon grab in adventure time i thought it was the most annoying voice i ever heard and here i am <laughs> saying i want 22 straight minutes of nothing but just roiling because it was that he was so good in this episode i wanted just to have him go straight through and just marathon the whole thing 
I thought that would have been the icing on the cake. Can I just get lemon grab screeching for 22, 22 minutes? That'd be, I'd like that, yeah. Unacceptable! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we already have Morty screaming. It's a pretty good That's impression. Pretty much the it, it is sound. kind of the same time, yeah. <laughs> it was, it's more, it's voice more doesn't muted. crack as much as it used to. I don't know if you guys have, don't notice this because it's been like a long time for you, but I watch everything like really close together. His voice cracks a lot more and is more high-pitched in the first season. He's getting a little bit. He's becoming a man, yeah. okay? He's becoming a man. Yeah, yeah. It's very subtle voice, voice work by Justin. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, she wants to play with balls and masturbate, just like any other growing teenage boy. Um, I'd just like to provide a fact check. Um, the only other voice was Jeff Davis, Jeff, yes, not Jeff Davis. Yes. And, al- Thank you. Thank and you. also, um, Beth would have to be voiced by Rick. That would be interesting. Yeah. Beth I mean, you could just not Orleans, you just write but... it differently. But yeah, it is, it's Jeff Davis doing yeah. a Sam Elliott impression. I feel like that's a very vital part, that it's Sam Elliott, which is very funny. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So four for missing the, the name there for John. Um, yeah. Four for April. I very much disagree, but it was well-supported. Um, for for Alex, I don't even remember your answer at this point. Oh, you said the same campfire scene. You said a similar thing to Britt. So Britt said it first. Britt is correct that it, that wishing well scene is the weakest part of the episode. Britt gets a five and was well supported. Um, yeah, I mean, I I I I recognize that I'm not in a position to fully like. I don't know if I don't. I either haven't seen seen Stand by Me or it's been a while. But um, so it, it's definitely a straight parody, right? Of that, so. Um, but yeah, there uh, were, yeah. yeah, sort of. It's rewatch it. It's a great movie. Yeah, there's there's there wasn't a ton of depth that blah. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's close things out here. Uh, final chance. Uh, Britt is a big lead, but there's still time. Uh, you could uh, anyone could tank this answer. This is the blanked best episode of season three. Uh, so best, second best, worst, set last, uh, second worst, etc. So, uh, let's start with April. This is the blanked best episode of season three. I think this is the best episode of season three, actually, <laughs> which means a lot to me because I've been holding strong with enjoying uh, the Rick Shake Redemption as my number one episode, but I think this one beat it out. So best episode. Best episode. <laughs> okay, John, uh, what do you say on this? I'm putting it in the number two slot, mm. actually. The no- number one is, re- is was rest and Rick's laxation. Uh, just again, this this is a strong episode. If the both of them were A's, but it's like that last week, two weeks ago, it was a ninety eight. This one was a ninety seven, basically, because I just loved how they're able to to really dive into Rick and Morty's character. They spent a whole episode on that. It was just so insanely clever. This one was just as clever, but almost as cle- it was just as clever. But you know, it. I just prefer the the I prefer the episodes with the solid focus rather than the spread. So that's why I'm having it in the number two slot. But it's, you know, it's different to degree. Both are so well ahead of the others right now. Okay, John says, uh, second behind rest and relaxation. Uh, Britt, uh, what do you say? Blank the best episode of season three. I think it was the best episode of season three so far. Like, I would place it above... Um, yeah, I'd place it above Rick, uh, the Rick Shank Redemption. Just because you got more of everyone else and it's not just Rick's, like holding his the episode and they did so much and the scale was so like much grander and it had so many funny lines and it was just like i really like the speech at the end because i love like when morty's evil i don't know why i like when morty's evil but like evil morty is like this shit oh my god he's so cool and he's like standing there and like all the flags are going over and he's like thinks about politics order brotherhood and like you see the kids like cleaning up bodies and you're like dun 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 the next episode's gonna be the shit so excited yeah yeah probably not gonna pay off next episode but okay uh you don't think it's gonna be a payoff not next episode or this season this season yeah this (laughs) this season season? yeah Mm -hmm. uh probably the finale but not next episode we're getting a uh a gimmicky episode next week it looks like um although who knows they yeah. misled us last time so it's nothing nothing's really clear <laughs> like we thought Not the was gonna be a gimmick episode. that was like great they're gonna go to Atlanta. yeah uh they got that mermaid post yeah um <laughs> <laughs> how do they thank you guys <laughs> 
whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So yeah, you said you said they focus. Does that bother anyone else that he's like fourteen? He's going on adventures with his grandma. I think you just def- <laughs> you just uh, enumerated the entire show. But yeah, I guess I guess it's yeah. more disturbing in this context. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you said you said this that uh, you said uh, more of everyone else besides Rick. I guess we get multiple Rick, so kind of, but it's still a lot of Rick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. We didn't get like one consistent right yeah you know yeah, I mean. yeah they're, they're all different characters okay um alex yeah. uh yeah. you said it was the best episode of the show so i assume it's the best episode of the season yeah I, i've made my opinion very clear uh, rick shank redemption i was holding on for a long time as the number one but i think this one is uh, is way better um like i, I want to point to john he said that like uh, fo- for him like focus was better than spread and i usually agree with that because the, the b plots of uh, rick and morty like often they're of lesser quality the few that are as quality as the a plus like the ricks must be crazy that's what makes that a top five episode the fact that it's balanced and here the fact that you're treating four different plots and they all land the, even the stand by me kids has fun funny moments and there's only like one little scene that that drags so considering that it manages to cover so much and be entertaining and work up to a, a, a satisfying climax for all, for three out of four, uh, that that makes it one of the most amazing episodes of the show I've ever seen. Wow! Yeah, strong words here from Alex. Alex, this is the best animated episode of the year. I, this is the thing I've been thinking about. Yeah, I, I, I honestly am leaning towards that right now. The BoJack Horseman episodes are probably in the running, and I could. I could be swayed, but right now Rick and Morty is in the lead. Yeah, it's uh, it's this episode, the second last episode of BoJack, and uh, Running with Scissors from Star are my ones I'm considering for that top spot right now. So strong. It's been. It's only. It's only September, and we have some really great contenders. Okay. Um, uh, don't want to get into social topic. Eh, I, th- I think we're going along here. Okay. So um, <laughs> I was going to talk about uh, the use of puss, and we talked about the uh, bad use of pussy before. Any take on that, April? Is is this like a better uh, use of I that? Did, this is a better use of that, I think. Yeah, it's it, yeah, because here it's referring it to the physical organ, not exactly yeah, it's, it's, to it's, the it's, other right. Way and it used. and it wasn't used. Uh, it wasn't overused either. So I was well. They like, say it a lot. Really <laughs> say it a lot. Whatever. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> but <laughs> not like it wasn't like overly used. It was just like in that last bit, and they were like, "Yeah, that mermaid puss." Like I was okay with this one. It didn't yeah. rub me the yeah, wrong it's, way. It's, so, and I actually wasn't derogatory. Yeah, it wasn't derogatory, is what it was. Like they were literally just describing the sexual adventures that yeah. they had in Atlantis. Yeah, I mean, I think I still I think so. it's kind, I think it's kind of still in a sexist way, sexist towards mermaids, I guess. But um, it's definitely not the same as yeah as the the previous pussy. Um, wait, I actually want to understand the mechanics of that. Yes, someone... thank you. How, how do you? How do you? <laughs> that's what bothered me. It's if a mermaid has a puss. That it's that means that mean it's is it around the fishtail? Is look, it look? I think bucket? I think you guys are just watching the Little Mermaid wrong or something. I don't know, but this apparently is, maybe it's like an actual fish or it's just like maybe it's like I mean, you know, the bo- look, fish? fish have genitalia. Maybe, like, maybe it's like the bottom. Maybe the maybe this one has a genitalia, but the top part is okay. fish. I mean, that could work. Look, but then it would, that, they did do that look, on Family you, Guy, and it was really. It's stupid. not a reverse mermaid. You guys are overthinking it. Okay. It's where Family Guy makes it work. You guys, for you guys are overthinking this. Okay, so we have, I have five points. All of you uh, nailed that last question. Um, I, I, I think I definitely think it's the best step of the season. But uh, John's take is well supported now. So, and I think potentially episode uh, six is the second best. Although Rick Shank really good, Pickle Rick really good. Um, yeah, I'm debating between this and Total Rickball for best episode of the show. So I'm right there with Alex. Um, so yeah, five points for all of you. Final scores: um, April 34, Alex 35, John 36, and our winner for this week, Britt, with 39 points. It's your it's your FaceTime. Thirty seconds. Talk about whatever Rick and Morty slash other topic you want to talk about. Um, I am prepared for this because I didn't think <laughs> I was gonna win. So <laughs> I'm just happy that I won. And I watched this episode three times, and I'm really tired. And I ate my dinner while this was going on, and my dog barked like fifty thousand times. My parents stopped screaming, but I still won. Okay, through adversity, okay. she. I don't really. She, <laughs> she overcame, overcame the challenges yeah. of life yeah. to bring you her yeah. fantastic win this yeah, evening. If you tracked, if you... Also, also, I liked the tattoos that the Logo Town Mortys had on like the side of their face with like the teeth and the jaw. Mm. It, was, it was gnarly. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
the, the MVP was definitely the burp answer that definitely got the b- biggest plus minus yeah. on on that question. So, yeah. That, oh yeah, it like I got to burp. I got to <laughs> always always a plus with the, the on theme with Rick and Marty. Okay, so <laughs> oh okay. Oh, you're welcome. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's a good fart joke in there. Yeah. Belch joke. Bodily, S- sim- bodily fluids. Okay, so there you go. There's our panel. Let us know what you agreed with, what you disagreed with. Uh, defend Simple Ricks in the comments, please. And uh, in <laughs> here, uh, website, you can go to our website, YouTube comments. We're also on YouTube. No one defends And uh, <laughs> everyone tell Dylan he's wrong, please. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm sure. Just write in like a comment or an email. <laughs> you can email too. It says, Dylan, yeah. you're wrong. Yeah, we're, and that's the yeah, whole we're thing. podcast at overlyanimated.com if you want to tell me. People frequently do that email and saying I'm wrong. So it would be, it would be pretty normal. But yeah, we'd also very no explanation is Dylan. You're I would wrong. Not, yeah. You very also <laughs> iTunes reviews would be very much appreciated, uh, either on our Rick and Morty specific feed or our general feed. Uh please leave us iTunes reviews. We'll read them at the end of future podcasts. Um that's uh all here. We'll be back next week to discuss Morty's mind blowers. Um so our recap podcast up Monday Ooh. night and our panel at some point during the week as well. Uh last thing is you can uh the best way to support us would be on Patreon, patreon.com slash overly animated. Um thank you to uh, thank you Annie, please. Thank you to all of our patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Lily, aka Panda Lily, and thanks as always to your patron executive Yay! producers. Thank yes, you. Thank you, Lily. And John Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Andy. Um definitely check out our Bojack Horseman coverage if you have not. That's going on and a bunch of other stuff happening as uh well at overlyanimated.com. Branch off into new animated stuff there. Um but uh yeah, uh, strong and also uh, strong contender uh, with this episode. To our, uh, we'll be counting down to our end of the year awards show, as as mentioned on the the previous Rick and Morty podcast. Now that uh, we're getting dressed up, no one will see it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Have we agreed on calling it the ovaries no, yet? No. That's the un- that's the unofficial <laughs> name. It's the unofficial name. Okay, so I can get officially called. Look, it's a serious award show with a storied one-year history. Okay. Hashtag ovaries. Anyway. (laughs) Hashtag ovaries. Is is that similar to the mermaid push hashtag? Yeah, kind of similar. Okay, so there you go. Uh, Check all that out, overlyanimated.com. And uh, thank you guys very much for listening. We will see you next time. Bye. 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 I miss you. Take care.